0: What is going on, y'all? Welcome back. This is a much needed podcast. I just touched down in Miami. I text the boys in the flight, like, this is a necessary podcast. We have huge news in the AFC West. Javante Adams, former Fresno State wide receiver, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL the last three seasons, has been traded to the Las Vegas Raiders, ending his tenure with the Green Bay Packers, which you know, I was texting people, you know, we think, are uh, we think um, Aaron Rodgers is going to stay, you know, like what's the situation there? People are like, fuck it, he's going to the Niners. I'm like, if that's going to happen, that's going to be insane. But I don't see that happening. But like, does Rodgers play three years? Like he's got that contract stuff. So we're just going to jump straight into it. And then we're going to move in talking about the AFC West and just the insanity that's been going on since we've, we've had to wait so long for this podcast because there's so much that's happened. Like we'd be making podcasts every day if it wasn't for that. And there's still stuff that hasn't happened that we're gonna to have to refollow follow up with. So Carson, I gotta ask how you're doing. And uh let's talk about this Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams situation.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I'm glad you you got home safe, you got had a nice flight. Um, it's it really is just crazy. I mean, this influx, I mean, it's crazy to have you know NFL and baseball, you know, now you know, with the lockout kind of you know, pushing free agency back, it's crazy to have. Uh, you know, NFL and MLB free agency going on. I mean, it seems like we get, you know, a bomb or two from each sport, uh, you know, in terms of free agency news. It's insane, you know, just keeping track of everybody. There's so much going on. There's so much movement, so many players resigning and whatnot. It's a lot, a lot of drama in the NFL, and it's awesome. You know, it's contributing to the 365-day news cycle that is, uh, you know, sports nowadays. But, yeah, well, let's get into it, man. I mean, you, you take, take, it, take it away, man. Take it away with Adams, and then because I –
0: I have my speech ready to go, but you go first. Yeah, so obviously what the deal looks like, they'll be sending the 22nd overall pick in this year's draft along with their second rounder. I don't know the number on that. Uh, Going (laughs) to the Packers um, for Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams was expected to play on the franchise tag, but um, recording reports from Adam Sheffield that I was reading uh, on my flight today, it seems the fact that once Rodgers did officially sign his deal on Tuesday – uh, that he came to the fruition that he knew that Devontae Adams would not be coming back. So that he was being shopped uh, basically the second that kind of uh, that negotiation with Rodgers went down. Um, we know huge storyline here. Hossie, he's heading to this absolute infinity gauntlet of a division, which literally, I, I wonder what the betting odds are. That I was, I was talking to Court and Justin about this. Like for an AFC West team to win the Super Bowl, like is it like plus like 130? Like it's got to be something insane for a team like yeah. that, but, um, you know, you go, you bring Devonte Adams reunite him with his former college quarterback and Derek Carr, a uh, top 15 guy in the NFL. Uh, most definitely you still have Hunter Renfro who had a huge breakout season. Uh, those guys are maybe the most nasty route running duo we've seen in the league in a while. Like, cause man, Hunter Renfro, you know, for the athleticism that he doesn't really have a, a ton of that's elite. He makes up with it, uh, in the way that he can, um, you know, we'll oh, get really uh, real, well open and same thing with Adams. He's not an extreme athlete, but this man is just can route it up. Any single guy. Um, they still have Waller who had a down season, but there's an just all going to say,
1: bro. I forgot about Waller. They
0: still have Waller. Like, I know it's crazy. And to think that now this division, you know, the like the names you got, you got Tyree kills, Travis, Kelsey, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, uh, Devonte Adams, Keenan Allen, who I saw in the grocery store when I was in uh, Newport Beach this past week. That's crazy. crazy. Um, Mike Williams, um, you know, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are kind of bottom tier, but those guys are still nice. Tim Patrick. I could go on and on. This division's just going crazy. Uh, I love the move for the Raiders. When it comes down to it, a guy number at twenty two would probably be like Jamison Williams out of Alabama. You know, keep the mock draft because I literally just had him go in there. Um, I could see him going, uh, slot the Packers into that spot. I could see him going there as well. Um, interesting to see. Uh, I'd expect a guy like Julio or Juju Smith-Schuster uh, someone, or Sammy Watkins to sign there uh, alongside uh, the Rodgers to continue this run. But um, it kind of brings in the question, do you think Rodgers is going to stay the three years of the contract? Uh, I honestly think next year is going to be a down year. Um, I really want the Vikings to finally break out of this division again. And, uh, yeah. What just what you got to think about all this? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll get to the
1: the whole Packers stuff in a sec. I, stuff in a sec. I just want to get to you know the Raiders side of this. I, it's yeah, great sign. You know, I am not a signing. Great trade for the Raiders because it really is them keeping up because all the other teams around them, uh, you know. Are, are better i mean the raiders are i think on paper and should be deemed you know the weakest team in this division which you know is it, saying a lot because the, this division is super super talented and they did this as a power move they knew they needed to do something to really you know keep up with with these teams and i think this is a, a valid move that that puts them right there i mean maybe you know they're still not as good but i think it, it allows them to compete because i think the raiders You know, they had such a a crazy season, and now you're getting someone that is, you know, as reliable as anyone else out there. You're teaming him up with, you know, Derek Carr. You know, they got that Fresno State connection. It's going to be really interesting, man. I mean, yeah, him, Renfro, Waller, that is a dirty, dirty uh, receiving core. You still have Jacobs, who's a solid running back. Um, And their defense, you know, they improved the defense. They got Chandler Jones, um, you know, alongside Crosby. I mean, the Raiders are going to be, you know, the fourth most interesting team, but still going to be, you know, probably fourth or fifth most interesting team in football. Um, This division's crazy. But as for the Packers, the shit's hilarious, man. I mean, you go from, you know, let's go... you know, flash forward. You know, a year ago, literally just a year ago. You know, you have the whole last dance Instagram post of Rogers and and Adams, or you you know posting them as Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. The, oh, this is the last run together. Uh, you know, Rogers makes the draft all about himself. You know, saying that uh, he wants to leave. They choke in the playoffs, and then Rogers, after all this whole year of you know just loud chatter and, and making all making it all about himself, he ends up re-signing in the most anticlimactic you know, kind of year of of, of NFL drama that a player has, has ever given us. And he just, you know, it was so anticlimactic, just re-signing with them again. It was like, what was that all for? And then you re-sign and then the guy that you, it's kind of a package deal you two. he leaves. So now it's like, you went from, you know, if you keep Adams, you are still right up there at the top of the NFC because the NFC, you know, isn't as good. It's not as deep as the AFC is, but now losing Adams, you're just kind of a mid-tier team. I feel like they're still going to be solid, but like he is so much of, of their team because they don't really have too many other reliable options in the receiving court besides Adams. It, it's just hilarious, man. And I don't know if this was the Packers, you know, spiding Rogers. I don't know if this was just, they moved on from him because they knew that, you know, he might, there was a chance that they might not, you know, bring him back. So why not get some value for him? But just hilarious, man. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I think if you know Rogers, I wouldn't be surprised if Rogers you know pulled like kind of a Harden esque move where he just you know forces his way out. But that'd be so that'd be also so weird because he just resigned. It. It's just crazy. There's it, a lot of stuff going on in Green Bay right now. It, it's it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, I think you really got to take into account. Uh, I was talking about this on our Instagram. I posted talking about our mock. I dropped my mock draft, my 1.0. And I had Drake London going number eight overall to the Falcons. And uh, one of the, one of our guys uh, who always responds to us in the comments was talking to me about like, you know, why, like I'm a Falcons fan. I don't think we should do that. You know, I don't think wide receivers of issue we address, but you know, you don't have really for the season, your best receiver is Zacchaeus and he's a wide receiver three, like at best. And you got brings bring to the question, you know, they still have Kyle Pitts. Like, does Atlanta have a better receiving core right now than the Packers? Because the Packers don't have Tunyon. They uh, only have Lazard. They haven't re-signed MVS. They're running with, like, Amari Rodgers, Lazard, and some dudes I couldn't even name because they're probably Walmart backers. But, like. I mean, yeah, Pitts is the best option out of the two teams combined. So, I would give it to him. Yeah, for sure. Just to think that, like, he's even like, bring guys in you know like i mean cobb's already there but cobb's like come on cobb's what like 34 or something yeah Uh, yeah he's super old and then yeah what so let's say they bring in julio jones on like a five million incentive based deal or something like that all this but like you're not going to get like a crew that's going to be like formidable in the playoffs or anything that's going to be scary to anyone but rogers can make a make a guy good but like you're not making a 30 something year old Julio Jones back to his Atlanta form. It's just like, it's not possible. Anymore. I mean, I would love to see it. I'd love to be able to look back at this podcast and I was wrong, but man, I, I don't understand the Packers. I, I've always been really, I'm extremely, I wrote in my notes on uh, that we have for this episode, just talking about how I'm really extremely biased when it comes to the Packers moves. Cause I just always am against them when they do in the off season. But like, I mean, you got to get rid of Devontae, but, like, you kind of didn't set yourself up well because you gave Rodgers this ungodly contract, and I think I saw this thing that, like, a quarterback that's paid in the top five in salary, annual average salary or whatever, hasn't won a Super Bowl, like, in X amount of years, like, a long, long time. Like, try and think of, like, the guys. Mahomes was on a rookie deal when he won. Um, What's his name? Stafford wasn't one of the highest-paid quarterbacks uh, when he won this year. You can just name them off like they, they're these guys. Are using well, look the at Brady. I
1: mean, and yeah. Brady and his, you know, New England run, you know, was not making as much money as, as Rogers is. And I think Rogers, you know, Rogers, Brady, they've been, you know, competing against each other as kind of like the top quarterback for a long time now. Um, I think, uh, and you look at him and, you know, he wasn't making as much money as Rogers was. And that with that little bit of money saved, we was able to, you know, fill out a couple extra roster spots and help the team out a little bit. Um, So, yeah, I I agree. It's tough. It's tough to shape a team um, when your quarterback is making
0: a boatload and a a large sum of the money available. Yeah, like, look, there's a reason why Tampa has Mike Evans. They have uh, Chris Godwin. They can get all these other weapons. First of all, people want to come play with Brady, and he's willing to do that because he's willing to cut his pay a little bit. And, like, yeah, he's never been a top five highest paid quarterback ever. And it just goes to show greatness and why I always anyone ever wants to say Rodgers wants to name the conversation, shut up because Rodgers will not put the team first in that aspect. So is what it is. Yeah. But then hey, shoot, he's coming to San Francisco. He better suck the hell up and doll out for us. But we'll see. We'll see.
1: But yeah. yeah. As much as I hated out Rogers just now, if he was a nighter, I'd be like, awesome. Let's roll.
0: Yeah, I'd be eating my own words. But um, yeah, we gotta dive in though. We're just kind of just start off with what happened most recently. Um Top of the notes, Allen Robinson goes to the Rams. Who would have predicted this? Out of left field, you've got a guy in Cooper Cup who had the best receiving receiving season for a wide receiver we've seen in a long time, probably since the dominant season of Michael Thomas when he broke the receptions records, probably like that level of, of season we've seen. Um goes to the Rams three year 45. Uh OBJ still in the realm of possibility to return. Um don't really know what this deal makes because I feel like they have other needs to fill out. But you have a th- like three-headed monster with Woods, Cup, and uh, Robinson. You still have Van Jefferson. Uh, you still got Higgy Like, Is this the best receiving core in the uh, league?
1: Dude, it might be. I mean, you know, this deal, I don't know how the heck they got it done. You know, Stan Kroenke, his money just flows differently. I don't know how they did it, um, but they did – I love this move, man. I mean, you know, Alan Robinson, the guy that, you know, we've you know been preaching about his talent for years now has just been, you know, all those years of, you know, being stuck with, you know, so many mediocre quarterbacks and not getting the ball and, you know, whatnot and not being able to, you know, produce, you know, because I feel like his talent, you know, we've thought of his talent is right there as, you know, one of the tops in the leagues. He just hasn't been able to produce due to you know bad quarterback play and not the same amount of looks you know whatnot um but now all those years of, of 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 uh you know being patient finally paid off with a solid contract and going to this defending super bowl champs and it's just a perfect number two option to cup and yeah you mentioned it. they're still getting woods back this is great obj insurance because you shouldn't be relying that obj is even going to play for you next year i mean if he tore his ACL, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. He tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. That's like a 10 to 12 month recovery time. And you know, OBJ is you know healthy. You know, he healed quick from the other one. But I mean, that's back to back. You know, major surgeries, and you know, you're not even really sure if you do resign him. Whoops, I just accidentally like, turned on my Xbox. That was that. One, the noise. Um, you're not even sure what you're really going to get for him. So to to if, in in essence replace OBJ with Allen Robinson is huge and i mean this team with this addition if you they're going to keep most of their defensive guys you know this team you know might be
0: better which is crazy to say because they just won the freaking super bowl yeah but i mean yeah they'll be extremely talented i think robinson will get back to his usual form extremely good route runner uh it gives you that guy in that offense because obj yes he's a vertical threat you can throw it out to him but like He's Not a big body guy, There's nothing against it. I'd rather have Robinson in that situation. We I mean, need a reliable uh wide receiver, it's good, great hands. Uh, and this is his best quarterback by a mile because Blake Border's one of uh, the most uh, career touchdowns. This man, and we don't need to you know, I mean fields could get there, but I mean he's he only had fields, yo, know, as a rookie, you know. So and that connection did not work well. It was the mooney. So if we move on though. Yeah. Know, kind of a shocker deal, in my opinion. We see Von Miller. Six years, 120 million going to the bills. But for clarification, though, uh, this is not a lot of guaranteed money. I believe it's around 40, I think it's like 30, 40 million guaranteed. So that cap, it's not going to be as crazy. But still, at the same time, um, you're giving a guy who's 32, who's kind of on the downward trends, a, a large contract, just, I mean, like a long term contract when you don't know. Everyone kind of with this deal goes, like, isn't he 32? Like, wasn't he kind of regressing last season? That's why he got traded for really a bag of chips. Cause a guy that's six years, 120 million, like that's guy that's probably worth like a first round pick and some change, you know? Like this isn't some chump of a guy, but at the end of the day, it's a locker room presence. It's a guy who's uh I think it's gonna bring that kind of um need that they need out there in the Bills, because they don't have really a great pass rush. You know, Aussie, my boy Rousseau, Gregor Rousseau from uh, Miami, he plays there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got some other guys, Basham as well, some young guys. So they need some coaching up. Um, Shaq Lawson did sign back there today. Uh, so we'll see. Um, hopefully he can be able to get this unit going. But um, I think overall, good mood for this defense. What do you guys think?
1: Same. Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I, I like it, yeah, because, I mean, this defense is really good. I mean, I know people probably aren't going to think that because, you know, the last time we saw the Bills, you know, their defense was getting shredded, but I contribute that to, to – one game where their defense is exhausted you know they're going you know the defense is going back and forth because you know they're trading touchdowns and whatnot and two you know them just running into uh you know one of the most generational like quarterback performances we will probably ever have witnessed to be honest you know from Mahomes in that game um but still you know nonetheless this defense is so really good and yeah it's a get a, a you know one of their weakest holes is their pass rush, and to get a guy that's a proven vet, been there before, Super Bowl MVP. I mean, this Bills team—it's Super Bowl or bust—and getting a guy literally just won the Super Bowl, former Super Bowl MVP, coming in uh, to help solidify that defensive line is awesome. I mean, I, the six-year, 120 million—I mean, giving that to a 32-year-old is just ridiculous. But I mean, I, I view this as if they, if they get a Super Bowl within the next two to three years with Miller, you know, helping that. It's worth it. It doesn't matter about the other, two, you know, three, four years on the contract. It, it, this is just for like the first half of that contract. But whatever else happens, doesn't matter if they if they
0: uh, win a Super Bowl. Oh, 100%. Um, we'll keep moving on, though. Uh, one of my favorite deals we've had so far, Marcus Williams, uh, the Pro Bowl caliber safety from the New Orleans Saints, infamously known for the Minneapolis Miracle, though. Very, great player, though. Nonetheless, five years, $70 million heading over to the Baltimore Ravens kind of filling in the role that Earl Thomas left after, you know, that whole fiasco. So now they got Peters, they got Marlon Humphrey, um, they got Chuck Clark and they got Marcus Williams. Um, I'm slotting them in my mock draft to select uh, Trent McDiffie or something out of Washington, uh, add themselves a third corner out there uh, to kind of grow alongside those guys who are going to get to a point where they got to get paid way too much or their captains too big and they got to go. Um, what do you think of this Ravens secondary, though? A huge hit for them. Unfortunately, though, Zadarius Smith was supposed to end up there as well, which would have been huge for that defense. But his contract just backed away. He's still a free agent, though, uh, just for some FYI. What do you think about this defense, though, adding uh, a great safety? Oh wait. Is there still a possibility he could end up there? Who? Uh, Zadarius? Uh, I, w- I wouldn't imagine so, because he had signed a five-year, $60 million deal with him, like, came to terms with that, and then just backed out. Like people, like oh, oh. I'm assuming he wouldn't go back to them. That'd be a little bit. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, oh gotcha. Oh, okay. I you got you back up. Damn, that would be, that have been crazy. But nonetheless, yeah, I, I love this. I mean, the Ravens, I expect big things from them this year because I just, I expect them to revert back to the mean. I mean, because last year was literally a year for hell from hell. I mean, they lost like two of their running backs, to, like, you know, torn ACLs in the whole season. They're suffering major major injuries left to right, their whole team was, you know, just destroyed. Um, And I, you know, I'm expecting them to come back this year fully healthy and, you know, be really good because this team on paper is still really, really solid. You have Harbaugh, you have Lamar Jackson, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I 100% believe he's going to come back and remind everybody, you know, why he's that guy. I mean, everyone's been talking about Mahomes, Allen, Lamar should still be viewed with those. Lamar is so awesome. And I expect him and, you know, the newly healthy defense, um, newly healthy team, to be honest, their whole team is going to be really fresh and healthy uh, to come back and really have uh, a comeback season from what happened last year. And this is going to be part of it. I love this signing for them. Their secondary
0: is insane. 100%. Crazy ball hawk himself with Marcus Peters. And just some guys that are really good at patrol. Humphrey, Humphrey's a dog, bro. Yeah, and Humphrey's coming off an injury hopefully. Actually it both of them I forgot that was a that that season was a mess for them. Uh, was, that was that season was such a mess. A
1: season from hell. Like yeah. literally like they had the most extreme uh you know
0: injury uh, bad luck. Yeah. Um moving on, Jesse Bates just re-signed on the franchise tag. I expected that. Um hopefully Hard though for him. We'll talk about a guy who's an offensive lineman that they should be tackling game after, and uh, I gotta bash someone's team who's not here because I gave them the worst (laughs) grade so far. Every single time he's not on the podcast, I feel like I'm just bashing his team. But uh, this is how it works. Uh, Speaking of bashing his team, Amari Cooper going to the Browns for a a fifth round pick and a pick swap. Uh, I don't really know because Baker just requested a trade. Uh, bro- breaking news, I believe, today or is it yesterday? I feel like everything's been much. Uh, right uh, everything has been much together. If well, not today, yes. Yeah, it's, one of the it the last like 48 hours. Baker Mayfield has requested trade. And then they go, yeah, we're not going to grant that to you. Sorry. So who knows? I mean, you can't really say that to the guy because at the end of the day, like, they will have to move on from him if he doesn't want to play for them. Because, like, what? Like, he'll just sit out and you're wasting whatever's going on there. But uh, what do you think for the Browns? You know, they needed a guy. Austin Hooper, they just released. So Ninjoku um, is their best receiving target and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, you basically add Mari Cooper to fill the void of uh, OBJ. Uh, assuming, though, that Baker is gone, they go out there, they get a guy, probably at this point, like a Jimmy G or something like that. How does this trade look for them?
1: I mean, it's okay. You know, I mean, I, I would have really liked this trade if you would have been pairing Cooper uh, with Landry, but, you know, they ended up, uh, cutting Landry, and we'll see what happens to him. But I don't know how to feel about this. It doesn't really move move much for me. Um, you know, Cooper going to the Browns, yeah, who knows who the quarterback's going to be. I mean, yeah, if you're getting Watson, then that's well, something. Uh, apparently they're done by that.
0: Uh, negotiation has fallen through is what the rumor is. yeah apparently I think
1: it's just down to Atlanta and, and New Orleans well we're getting ahead of ourselves we'll, we'll get to him in a bit but yeah I uh, I'm not really sure I think it, it it's just a weird trade to me it doesn't really do much for me because I think I think the Browns uh, you know, I mean, it helps, you know, replacing Landry you know, with Cooper. But then it's like, you know, you're not even really sure who your quarterback quarterback's going to be. And then for the Cowboys, it's such an L for the Cowboys. You know, this was supposed to be their guy. Uh, you know, obviously the Lamb came in, but like this was their guy and they paid him a ton of money. He was, you know, their, you know, most famous, best receiver since Dez. Um, and to only, you know, get what, like a fifth round pick from him is just – it's just crazy. I mean, it's crazy value. It's it's great trade in terms of value for for the Browns because you're only giving up a fifth round pick. Um, but I don't really think it does much to really improve or or, or make them worse or anything. I, I just don't really think it, it changes the Browns team that much. But ter- terrible for the terrible for the Cowboys. Uh, solid for the Browns. But in terms of value, great for the Browns.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. It's so weird to think, because when they drafted C.D. Lamb, like, was that really a position of need? Like, they got Gallup, who's in 1,000 Yeah, I kind of felt
1: like they needed everything else, which is how I feel about the the Falcons. You talked about the Falcons taking London, and, I mean, you are right. Like, they do need receivers. It's just they also need, like, everything else.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would go offensive line because they suck at that. They can't draft that to save their lives. But um, interesting situation, though. Uh, now they re-signed Gallup's and they lost Cedric Wilson. So who knows who their third was. Gallup was a weird. I mean, they gave Gallup a lot of money for someone that has better not- than Kurt. Better than Kurt. That, that, that's the deal we got covered. Uh, going for further further. But hey, Miles Jack cut by the Jags. What where's this? I'm guessing Foy, um, whatever his name is, the linebacker from the uh, Atlanta Falcons who led the league in tackles. I guess he's going to be that guy in that spot for them. Miles Jack to Steelers, our boy Chase. Why not both? And that means Joe Schobert got cut as well. So Miles Jack's going to be the guy patrolling the middle of the field for them. Um, I like him. He's a super good athlete. Uh, Over 100 tackles uh, last season. Um, Great move. What do you got to say? Um, I mean, Jack going to the Steelers is just – I mean, that
1: Steelers defense is no joke. And, I mean – It it sucks because, like, their defense is crazy. They have great young receivers, and it's just like there's just still going to be settling. I mean, they're going to go from Big Ben to Trubisky. I mean, this is a team I would love for Watson to be on. But, I mean, it's just a shame because, yeah, they're going to be another mediocre quarterback when everything else I think is really above average to, you know, really solid on the Steelers. And adding Jack into that linebacker core and just, you know, that defensive core – is really scary. Like this Steelers defense is really, really scary.
0: Yeah. Hopefully we see a, an improvement from Devin Bush. You still got Watt, you got Minka, you got Cam Hayward. Um, you'll expect them to keep adding more guys. That's just the way they are. Um, hoping they add a guy like Linderbaum in the draft, uh, to sure up that defense offensive line because they got a uh, the guard from uh the Bears, <laughs> who's one of their best offensive linemen. Love to see it. But we're taking a quick break here. We'll come back, we'll start talking about um Randy Gregory, some other guys, and I'm gonna start bashing the Cowboys. Like I like you, like. So. All right, quick little intermission, but we're gonna talk back. Like I mentioned, we're gonna talk about Yannick Ngakwe going to the Colts in a trade that sends Rocky over to the Raiders. Obviously, we know for the Raiders, great trade. You add another cornerback uh, to the depth chart, which they desperately need because that's one of their weaker positions in the secondary and Colts getting Yannick Ngakwe uh, play play alongside Quiddy Pei. They need a pass rusher, and Yannick Ngakwe and got – Oh, yeah, and Buckner. So, they got t- 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 two guys that have been over 10 sacks before in their career. What do you think about this move for the Colts?
1: Yeah, I like it. I mean, they have three, you know, really solid pass rushers. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. I mean, you know, being able to rush the, rush the quarterback, speed up his decision, and this Colts defense, another defense, another AFC defense that is just – off the charts. I mean, just it is disgusting. They have playmakers everywhere, you know, every level of their defense, um, and especially on this defensive line because, yeah, we named three
0: guys right there uh, that are are no joke. Um, they still got um, Darius Leonard who can rush the passer as well. Really, yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: you bring him up in the box. I mean, that is a scary, scary sight for an O-line to deal with. Um, I mean, yeah, Colts and Steelers are really similar to me. I think the Colts are better – a better team and a better version but like teams that it's god man just like they really are like that quarterback i mean we mentioned all the time but they are legit i mean the colts i mean they got playmakers at every position except uh except
0: under center when they were denied the ability to make a deal for watson which makes sense you wouldn't want to trim to divisional rival but And the, the day yeah fortunate because so, i think that'd be a good jimmy g team i'd like to see that
1: Oh, 100%. Or, shoot, maybe a or rookie. Or Yeah, or they draft a rookie or, yeah, or shoe, or someone like that. I think that'd be solid.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, we got Randy Gregory, guy who's spent a lot of time off the field due to some off-the-field issues, but finally was back on the field this year. Made a huge impact with beyond-the-box score numbers, and uh, he's signing a five-year $70 million deal with the Broncos after agreeing to it with the Cowboys and the Cowboys social media team putting that out there, and the man just pulled the DeAndre Jordan and jumped boat back uh, well, reverse DeAndre <laughs> Jordan instead of resigning with the team. He went to another team, he goes over yeah. to the Broncos, uh, him alongside Bradley Chubb kind of eliminates the need to really go after a pass rusher, uh, during the draft. So, uh, I think this is a great move, uh, guy that can disrupt the passer. Uh, you got some good guys in the interior, and because he's got a um, DJ Jones from the Niners. Great interior uh, defensive lineman. So Whoa. what do you think about uh you know Gregor going out there and it's rough for the, it's getting rough for the Cowboys because we're gonna keep talking about it because they lost some other guys as well. Um, yeah, we will get to that, uh, a massive contract
1: for a guy that, yeah, was having some issues and, and had, you know, had one really solid year. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, he, he, he earned it. He, here earned the contract. He had a great year last year. Um, yeah, to pair him with Chubb, uh, you know, is, is a dirty pass rush. This is another AFC team that does have a really stacked defense. I mean, the fact, you know, an underrated part of that Russell Wilson trade was, I mean, they didn't have to give up Sertain, who showed a lot of promise. Who you know was one of the best rookies, uh, just in general last year. Not even just on defense; just in general, uh, was fantastic. And the fact that they got to keep him uh, for this defense and add Gregory. Uh, if I'm a Broncos fan, I'm really excited. I, I expect a lot from this team. Um, hey, a lot. And this is. is Chan is going. Uh, Chan is really hyped. I'm seeing him tomorrow. I can't wait to talk to him about it. Uh, the Broncos, yeah, are legit, and this is
0: the second most important move that they'll they'll make this uh, this offseason. Exactly, exactly. Um, moving forward, though, Justin Reed um, going over to the Kansas City Chiefs, in turn making Tyron Matthew leave, which is interesting because that man was the heart and soul of that defense. But Justin Reed, yeah, I've really was. been high on him ever since uh, he was in the Texans organization. So they saved a little money with his deal instead of paying Tyron Matthew a lot. Um, what do you think about them losing Tyron Matthew? Because I feel like, Justin Reed, there's not too much to talk about there. him. what do you think about the Tyron Matthew departing situation? Um, you know, it's a shame that they, they
1: both won't get to play together. Um, you know, to have both of them would be awesome. But if you're going to replace Matthew with anyone, Reed is a great uh, person to do that with. Uh, I think he'll fit right in. But, yeah, to have uh, – to let Matthew walk is a shame because, yeah, he really has been, you know – I think to, when I look back at this, you know, Chiefs, you know, run, I'm going to think back to Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, to to Andy Reid. And I think I think the next person, I, I think the next person would be Matthew. He was a, a such, you're right, he was such an important part of this team. You know, really the center, you know, the, the centerpiece of their defense, you know, really, yeah, the heart and soul, he really got them going. Uh, they, if they needed to play the Honey Badger, it was going to go make it for them. Um and was huge for them. He will, it should go down as, you know, a fan favorite for the chiefs. He, he brought a lot of life uh, to this defense who, you know, a defense that, you know, their offense was obviously spectacular, but a defense that was really, really, really on and off throughout, you know, the, this last, you know, four or five year run uh, with Mahomes. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he brought a lot of life when they were down and they needed it, you know, they turned to him he made plays. Um, it sucks. Um, but you know, to replace him with Reed, that is a really, really solid option. It, it just sucks to lose the intangibles that um, you know Matthew you know, brought to the table.
0: Yeah, where do you think he fits next? Because I, I was talking about this before we hopped on. I'd love to see him go back to the Cardinals. That'd be sick to see him get reunited with a team where he started off. Um, may, I don't know. Is there a team that jumps out to you? Well, I think we all know the Rams are going to find a way to end up
1: with, with Matthew on the team. Um, no, I mean, Cardinals would be great. I want to see him go into an established, like, culture, and established – I don't want to see him, you know, just try and get as much uh, – well, obviously for him, you know, get as much money as you can, you know, big fellow, but I don't want to see him go to, like, a rebuilding team or or anything like that or, like, a mediocre team. I, I want to see him go compete.
0: Uh, I think the Cardinals would be great. around. Um, the Browns, alongside John Johnson, that could be nice. If he went to the freaking Chargers, like oh oh. My God. him and Derwin and JC, ooh,
1: ew. Well, let's get to JC because I love that signing. I think to, for the Chargers to add a shutdown corner, as well as you know having Bosa and Mac, uh, you know on the you know defensive line, and you know pair JC Jones, a shutdown corner, with. Asante Samuel on the other side, who is up an up-and-coming, showed a lot of promise as a rookie. I mean, I love Jackson of the Chargers so so much. I love what they've done. The Chargers have really bought in, uh, bought, bought, bought into the LA lifestyle, man. They just they spent the money, they made the moves, they uh, they they really kind of are all all in, like uh, like they're you know, I guess not crosstown because they're in the same
0: town, but like the Rams were. They 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 really are all in for these next you know couple of years exactly which um yeah leads into the point great deal for jc jackson mr int himself uh even though it's trayvon is gonna want to play himself in that task but hey jc jackson shuts people down though so, <laughs> Hey, but um then lastly chandler jones go to the raiders um love the move you know basically sign him and then you trade your other pass rusher and get a corner who the other pass rusher would have been a rotational guy with uh Ningaque with the way that Chandler Jones is, so a really really nice duo out there. Would you rather have Bosa and Mac with their guys a little bit more injury riddled, or do you rather have Crosby and um, Jones who might be on the field a little bit more?
1: That's a great question. I think it's yeah, it's upside versus uh, like durability, and I mean. Probably the Raiders, to be honest, because I think Crosby and Jones together, you know, is, you know, I think on paper are, you know, arguably just as good. I mean, I know it's not as flashy and as much star power as, um, as Bosa and Mac together are, um, but I think, yeah, you do have to take in the durability, and I think, you know, still they're just, I, th- I feel like they are are almost, if not, just as good as Mac uh and bosa and they just happen to be yeah on the field more so I'd, I'd probably go with them to be honest i know it's a crazy statement to say um
0: but I, i'd probably go with them i'd probably go with the raiders too well percent. i feel like bosa really hasn't like progressed extremely well in his career i don't know wait you had seven forced fumbles last year holy hell that's ridiculous
1: but no, their peak and at their peak, though, I think, you know, is probably better. Um, but you're just not really sure when when you're going to get that peak, you know.
0: Exactly. But time now, we got to talk about Deshaun Watson, three teams that he's looking to go towards Atlanta, which would return home to where he's from, going to Carolina Panthers, bring his college size back there into the Carolinas. And lastly, the Saints, who might be the most talented of all those three teams. What do you think the pros and cons are of each of those teams? Um well I think the
1: uh I think the Panthers, I think the Panthers are out. Uh, this is reported uh 641 Pacific time today. Uh the race for this is on ESPN. Um, who wrote this? Doesn't say who wrote it but ESPN. Uh, the race to trade for uh, Watson is down to Atlanta and New Orleans after the Panthers were informed on Thursday that they were out of the running. So the Browns were also informed earlier Thursday that they were out of the running. So I guess it's just down to the Falcons and the Saints, which is a shame because I, I would rather have been the Panthers and the Saints. I don't really get or understand this for the Falcons because, I mean, they don't really have much – I mean, a great, you know, for them to be able to go from Ryan to, you know, Deshaun Watson, but I just only get it for their team because I, I feel like they need so much more. And I think, I think for Watson, um, I would, I would much rather love to, I, I'm rooting for him to go on the Saints rather than the Falcons, because if he goes on the Falcons, yeah, I don't really see it being much different than, you know, his, his last full year that he played on the, uh, on the Texans. But if he goes to the Saints, man, and they're able to, you know, maybe figure out, you know, get a couple of better weapons on uh, on the receiving core. Maybe have to, hopefully Thomas would come back. I mean, to have him go to, you know, an organization like that with an infrastructure with a great defense, uh, that would be legit. And I would, I mean, Watson on the Saints. I mean, I think you have to put them right at the top of the NFC, just considering how, uh, you know, kind of how wide open the NFC is. I mean, it's really, you know, I think the, pa- the Packers took a major step back with Adams leaving. I think now it's really, it's the Rams, it's the Niners, it's, you know, the Bucks oh. with Brady coming back. And then I think the Saints are, are right in there. I think they're right there
0: if they get Watson. So I, I'm rooting for the Saints to get Watson. It's going to be crazy to see, like, the win totals from each conference. Like, Like, what's the bottom seed... Like, was it the seventh seed for the AFC? Like, what's their win total going to be? Is it going to be low because it's so stacked, or is it going to be high because all these guys are just insane? So, yeah, that, that's a little, yeah, that is a little tough just considering, yeah, the, the records
1: could be worse just because they are kind of just all, you know, kind of fighting ends off each other. But I think the overall depth of town will be so much greater in the AFC. I mean, you're looking at, I mean, just the AFC West alone, there's four teams right there, and then you still got. Uh, you know the Ravens, you know the Bengals. You still got the Bills. Uh, you know the Patriots are are going to be solid. You know the uh, Browns, Steelers. They're going to be at least competitive because they have so much talent on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and who am I? Who am I missing in the, oh, the Bills South? But nonetheless, I mean they're stacked. The AFC is stacked.
0: Okay. I talked about it with Chase. I gave my one through four for the division predictions for the AFC West. Put you on the spot. Who are you going with? Because mine was. I got the Chiefs at one, the Broncos at two, the Chargers at three, and the Raiders at four. But I think I might I might flip flop the Raiders and the Chargers now with the Adams thing. But we'll stick with that later. Man.
1: Yeah, one of these teams isn't going to make it to the playoffs, right? And it's at
0: most three in a division. Um, No, you could have four. It's very improbable. But you You could have four. There's three wild card teams. Oh, that's right. There are three wild card teams. Yeah. Wow. It could have.
1: Yeah. It it could be four. Okay. you know, even though the Chiefs really haven't done much to you know add to their team, it is just so hard to to bet against to bet against them. I might have the same. I might have the same. To be honest, I think upside wise, I think the Broncos. I think the Broncos could be. They could win the division. I think they have that much talent. I think I. Um, I think if this was Russ from like two or three years ago, one hundred percent, I would pick them. I'm just not really sure what Russ I'm getting. And also it is a new team and we're just not really sure yet. We're just kind of going off of hype and speculation. So yeah, I'd probably, I'd go, I think I have the same. I know that's boring, but Chiefs, then the Broncos I and mean, then the Chargers considering, yeah, they have a lot of, I mean, they, their talent is stacked, but one, who knows if they're going to be, how long they're all going to be on the field together. And two, I mean, I'm not really sure about Staley, man. I, I I think, I mean, he is a wild card when it comes to coaching. He can be great sometimes and he can look really, really bad sometimes. I mean, that's just what you're going to get when, you know, you're kind of the play caller that he is. And I think, I think sadly, yeah, I think the Raiders got to be last um, but God damn, man. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, we can't talk about it enough how ridiculously stacked this division is. I think I'd go with that. I think I'd go with that. Um, it's just going to come down to health because all four of these teams, I think, are, are really close
0: talent-wise. It's just really going to be who's going to be the healthiest. Yeah, we could see the Chiefs get last for all we know. Like, God forbid an injury to anyone. I want to see this division fully healthy, but, like, who knows? I think fully healthy, I think I'd go with that. I think I'd go
1: Chiefs one and the Broncos right there at two at two,
0: Chargers three, Raiders four.
1: Like yeah, hell like
0: like, 12 and five, eleven and six, like and then like 10 and 7, and then like nine and yeah, we'll
1: go with like a, a semi-bold prediction. Like I the whoever finishes fourth, I think they have no less than nine wins. Like mm-hmm. I, I think you could. I think every team every team in this division should be nine or more wins. Exactly. Or maybe even ten. Maybe all these guys are double. I don't know if that even works out math-wise, but
0: you know, should be around there. Who knows? Crazy stuff though. I mean, it's gonna be a fun division to watch. I can't wait for the primetime schedule to come out. Because like we're gonna see like Monday night football, like like Broncos, Chargers, like who would have thought that would be a Monday night football matchup last year? But like It's gonna be insane. The reason every divisional
1: game is a must-watch. It's a must-watch.
0: Yeah, it's much how like how the NFC West was last year. Every divisional game was a must-watch. I mean, the the Seahawks ended up stinking it up, but still competitive football nonetheless. Um, but though the reason why I did that list was I trust Reed the most, even though he's an untrustworthy playoff coach at times. He's the most long tenured guy there in that division. Staley has game management issues. Hackett hasn't coached an NFL game as a head coach before, and McDaniel's had a very bad track record last time he was the head coach when he was the Broncos guy, and he got fired. Hey, there. what's his name?
1: Hackett. Is that what he said? Packers. He he was the old. He was the Vikings OC,
0: right? No, the uh, Packers OC. Oh, Packers OC. Okay. The Vikings hired the Rams OC. Vikings hired the. Bam, let's see. gotcha. Okay, my my
1: my coaching is is all jumbled up. Packers don't see Okay, um, yeah. I mean, it just depends on how you rank them because I think like yeah, if we go defense, I think you probably go, you probably go Broncos, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, and then the Chiefs. You know, bottom. But then you know, quarterback. I mean, Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes. Mahomes is still the best quarterback. There and then, you know, probably I probably put Herbert above Russ right now. Herbert Russ Carr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, offensive, wep-
0: offensive weapons. I think, the, I think the Broncos might be last. Oh, 100%. No, they're I'm not, not think they are last. Definitely. It's, yeah. It's, uh, I'm just going to say, because they had Adams, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers, uh, Broncos. Because they got Jacobs, who's a reliable bell cow back. I got to put – Yeah.
1: In no, I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Raider. Yeah, I mean, Adams, Renfro, Waller, Jacobs. And then you go to Chiefs. I mean, obviously, Hill and Kelsey. I mean, Hill and Kelsey. Um, and Sweet then, line. yeah, Chargers. They got Eckler, Allen, Williams. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then overall, I think we'll keep it at what we, we said uh, for overall. Yeah, mm. Tew, man, this is just an AFC West love fest right now.
0: It is. It's going to be the AFC West video. I'm making that the thumbnail. But um, going back, we talked about Jimmy G. What team do you think is most likely to get him right now? Because I got a list of teams. Colts, Browns, Panthers, Seahawks, Saints, I think are all suitors. Um, who would you like to see him go to the most? Hmm. Probably the Colts. I think the
1: Panthers are right there because I think the Panthers, them striking out on Watson, they're gonna be really desperate to you know get a consolation uh prize as a quarterback. Um yeah, probably the Colts. I think he uh you know he's a slight he's a better version of Carson Wentz, but he's very similar in that you know you know that interception's coming, baby. You know, you know it's coming. You at some point in the game, it's coming, but I think. Um, I think the Colts are a very, they have a very similar kind of offense um, in terms of, you know, like having that, you know, having the great running back play, having the great O-line um, and, you know, having, you know, good enough playmakers on the outside. You know, he'll have a plethora of tight ends. Um, I think that'd be a good fit for him. And I think if if you're the Colts, um, you know, it allows you to have a guy that, you know, is the worst is is the worst of you know all the quarterbacks that you'll be competing against in the playoffs, but I think you have to bet on the fact that overall, as a team, the Colts you know have one of if you know if not maybe the best overall roster um, when it comes you know defense and you know just you know O line and everything. Austin Taylor, I mean,
0: Pittman, yeah, you name it.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, their both sides of their line are tremendous. Seriously, their defensive line, their offensive line are insane. Yeah, yeah, I think the Colts. What about you? I mean, where do you want to see Jimmy G go?
0: Honestly, I think he'd do well in Cleveland if you get rid of Baker. I'd like him there because, hey, as much as y'all want to dog on him for being a handoff merchant, he gets Chubb and Kareem Hunt alongside him. So can't get much better than that. You get a great offensive line. You know, Mari Cooper, who's a surefire guy, I, I, like, the, I like the fit there because I think the Baker Mayfield there is over. So they got to find another guy to replace him with. And why not Jimmy G? Why not Jimmy G? Yeah, and I think Jimmy G has all, like, the
1: leadership qualities that I think people claim Baker has. But mm. cl- clearly it did not work out. Exactly. Him. But that would be – yeah, that would probably be – in terms of, like, best fits for him, yeah, Colts, Broncos for sure. And then I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers went out and, and made a move in, in two. But that wouldn't be as fun because Jimmy G on the Panthers, yeah, I don't really see them that doing seems much important. at all. Uh, speaking yeah, of-
0: that's, that seems like six, seven wins to me mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, I think we got to talk about Jose's Cowboys that make zero sense to me. Um, this offseason, they managed to trade away Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick, which, hey, better than cutting him like you were expected to do. Um, Speaking of cuts, though, they cut their starting right tackle, who is one of the best right tackles in the league, the top, like, like 12 right tackle in the league, and Lael Collins, who definitely they could have fished a prize for from, like, the Bengals. They could have gotten a second-round pick probably from the Bengals for this guy. Um, Instead, they cut him, and now there's going to be tons of suitors looking for this guy. Uh, I could see him going to the Chargers to fill in for Brian Bulaga. Um, I'd love to see him go to the Bengals, uh, fill up that offensive line. But what's wrong there? Um, You got finesse by Randy Gregory. Uh, Now you've got Demarcus Lawrence alongside Micah Parsons. So a lot more pressure. Parsons got the phase out there. Keeping Gallup was necessary, but I'm surprised. I thought the relationship there was kind of falling off. Um, Expensive price for Schultz. And uh, this franchise is just going on a downward spiral, in my opinion. Uh, Dak Prescott uh, is looking like Kirk Cousins out there sometimes, not just, you know, he's a good quarterback, but not anyone that's going to, like, wow you. I think Dak was on a really high trajectory after that rookie season, and he hasn't really turned into, like, And, and, after, and that, when he got injured, uh, what, two years ago, that start of the season looked incredible. Like, he was going to be on pack for, like, an MVP, like, record-setting year. And last year didn't really show us that he's going to be anything insane. I'd love to see him, you know, turn it around because he's a great guy and all, but. What do you think about the state of this team? Because I feel like Jerry Jones is always going to have his eyes over looking what's going on. McCarthy doesn't seem like a guy that's going to have control of a locker room. Um, Zeke's falling apart. Um, Man, what's your opinion on this team? Because we'll have to ask Jose next time we do a podcast, but, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I bet he's frustrated. I, I just don't understand why
1: they're retracting because I feel like if you're the Cowboys, this is a team that historically always goes all in. And I think, I don't know why they wouldn't have just, you know, you know, tried to bring everybody back because I, I mean, this team was really good last year. I mean, I hate to say it. They were really, really good. I mean, obviously, you know, they, they kind of you know blew it against the Niners at home a really bad playoff loss, but this was one of yeah, the, I mean, you know, I mean, there were weeks where we were like, man, I mean, this Cowboys team is like kind of putting it together. I mean, they, they had stretches where they looked really, really good last year and for them to retract so much and, you know, cut Collins, you know, almost cut Cooper and go backwards when they were right there. And especially, you know, we've already mentioned it so much this this pod, but the NFC is wide open. Open, it is wide open, and they were right there at the top as one of the best teams, and for them to go backwards um in a conference that is, is right there for them to take if they want it, Um it, I would be extremely frustrated if I was a Cowboys fan, and all that money that's going to Zeke uh
0: just looks worse and worse by the minute, worse and worse. It, it proves the point that they always say you should never pay running backs, like, that much money. Even a guy like Derrick Henry, who knows how good he's going to be now for here on now because he just was out for a huge point of last season. Obviously, he came back for the playoffs. It wasn't anything crazy. But, like, who knows? We thought he would be a guy. He and CMC were like, oh, you can, you can uh, pay them. But, like, maybe there's no exception. Like, we'll think Jonathan Taylor might be an exception. God forbid anything happens to him. But, like, who knows? There's are just guys that – it's a position that you're going to get beat up doing, and that's the, the harsh reality of it. So, um. Yeah, it, it's just a harsh reality. It's just – it's it's
1: nothing, you know, personal. Nothing. It's just the nature of the position that, you know, you're, you have a five – you know, you have, like, a four- or five-year window, and it just so happens that that window is a majority of the rookie contract, you know? Um, that you'll be getting you know elite play from you know a young running back. It, it's it's tough, but that's that's just yeah, that's just the nature of the position.
0: Yeah. And then um just going forward, uh, talked about some some signings I liked that were under the radar and some ones I didn't like. I love the DJ Chark signing, uh 10 million uh two for one year to the Lions, kind of on a prove it deal. Um super talented wide receiver, really physically dominant. Uh, big body frame. Uh, I'd love to see him go great out there alongside of on Ross St. Brown, because he's a great deep threat. And uh, I don't know why the Jags didn't want to pay him, which turns into they paid Christian Kirk a shit ton of money, which, you know, Christian Kirk's not a bad receiver, but he's never put up a thousand yard season. Um, is he going to be a wide receiver one? I don't know. But interesting situation there. Um, Hayden Hurst just signed today with the Bengals to replace CJ Uzama. I love that signing. And I like Sasan Riddick to the Eagles. I like that a lot. That was a great one as well. Uh, I can't think of any other ones that like jump off the pages like bad right now. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of going down this list of of everybody. Um, Let me see. Um, People were saying Evan Ingram was a bad deal, but it's like a one year, like $9 million deal. I don't see anything wrong with that. And he's a solid tight end. He's a, didn't deserve that Pro Bowl spot, but he's a he was a top like he did not deserve that Pro Bowl spot. He's like no a top way. eight NFC tight end though at the time. Like there's nothing like it wasn't like they gave it to some like extreme bum. Yes, he has hand problems, but he he's he's an athletic tight end and he should fit in well there if he's not getting uh, harassed the entire time. Um, Sebastian Joseph Day to the Chargers. I love that, a run-stopper guy. If they get Jordan Davis, though, oh, my gosh. That defensive line is going to be disgusting. Um, oh, one I really liked was the night
1: we got uh, Charverius Ward. Yes. I, was, I really liked that for us. I really liked that. We also got Ray-Ray McLeod, who I, he didn't really get too much run on the Steelers, but when they used him, he's extremely fast. And I'm hoping that you know Shanahan can get a few massive plays at him because he is – like, has some lighting speed.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I love Ward to the Niners. I like uh, Tyrod Taylor going to the uh, Giants. I feel like that's a good deal uh, to maybe elevate the uh, play of Danny Dimes or shit. Maybe he gets out there and plays. That would be a bad problem. Um let's see. Any other ones jump off the page? I love Marcus May for less than $10 million a year Go to the Saints. I think he's as talented as Marcus Williams. Which, go ahead. Okay, sorry, my uh my AirPods
1: were were all out. I didn't hear the last two oh, seconds. But
0: I said Marcus May going to the Saints. I love that for less than ten million. I think he's even oh, better than Marcus. agree.
1: I think agree, he's than agree. Marcus
0: Williams, which is, uh, Shaq Mason though. How the hell did they finesse a fifth round pick for a guy who's like a Pro Bowl guard? That didn't make any sense to me. Uh, great for them though. Um, otherwise. Nothing else really, like, jumps off the page. I like Uchenna Wosu to the Seahawks. I mentioned that in my notes. Um, I think he's going to be a good play- And Russell Gage to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think he's worth every dime he got in that contract because that's the same hey, really? Contract. He's going to the, the Ooh, Bucks. I like that, too. I mean, to pair him with, you know, a perfect wide receiver three. Exactly. And he'll be – he's, like, a top-end wide receiver three, too. So, that's even the better part about it. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, um, no, yeah, I think um, we're gonna keep seeing some moves out here. Ready to see where like we said, Matthew goes, Armstead goes. Um, any other guy. Well, let's let's hope and pray that Armstead
1: goes to the Bengals. I think that that's a match made in heaven. That would be awesome. I think that's what we all want to see as as football fans to see uh, the best free agent, the best uh, you know available linemen go to the team that needs it the most.
0: Uh huh. I didn't understand the Dolphins paying Emmanuel Agba four years, sixty five. Like
1: the Dolphins
0: like, made a lot of weird moves, and the Jags made a lot of weird moves. Like I'm not gonna say I know a lot about Emmanuel Agba, but like, isn't Jalen Phillips kind of your star like edge rusher out there in the future? I don't know. That was interesting. Um, they got oh they got Trent Sherfield from the Niners. Interesting. Oh, they they basically. Teddy Bridgewater, that was like, is he gonna compete with Tua? Because they're about as good as they're about the same quarterback as yeah, season. yeah. Are they gonna compete? Yeah, who who freaking knows? Interesting stuff though, but tomorrow we're gonna be talking some baseball, some insane stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, all those guys crazy things rest in peace for Chris Bryant why'd you have to leave us you know the Rockies of all teams
1: yeah have fun being irrelevant, relevant Colorado Chris Bryant when we really we really could have used you and you really would have helped us uh you know compete
0: for a title but mm-hmm. that's a shame and then obviously the entire NBA is drugging like everyone's using PEDs because like everyone's so, going down right yeah, now Deke Bay just dropped 51 like he nice like, he can, like, score 20 and you wouldn't be surprised but this man just dropped 51. Uh, There's a 50-point game, like, every day. The two Jersey boys dropped 60 points, Cat uh, and Kyrie. Man, you just never know what's going on in the NBA right now. LeBron has only won games when he drops 50 points uh, since the All-Star break. And Curry, gone for the rest of the regular season, uh, expected return for the Western Conference playoffs. Fuck you, Marcus Smart, you're a piece of shit, Uh I hate your dirty play style, but Draymond does it too. So that's double standard. But um, anything else okay. you want to mention? Will we hop into next episode tomorrow morning? Um,
1: nah, man. Sports are ramping up. Sports are in a good place right now. It's exciting. It's an exciting time in the world of sports. March Madness just started. Kentucky went down. I mean, <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Yeah, wait, Let's wait. Let's show. let's show the people what happened in our chat today. What are you referring? Are you referring to me saying I got Kentucky going all the way, and then I got?
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. Where, um who, where did you say this? Um, someone was it you? Someone said, yeah. Who, who y'all got? Where is um, close game? I don't know. One, someone in our chat was like, who y'all got? And then you were like, I think Kentucky got it, and then they freaking lost. Just
0: you drink some. Hey, but keep doing that. Keep doing that. You got power. Hey, hey, I think USC is winning tomorrow. Sure. Are they playing Miami? Yeah, that's a big (laughs) matchup. That's a huge matchup for us. I'm actually, like, going to, like, delete the fancy – not the fancy, like the ESPN bracket challenge app if Miami loses. Like, I don't care what my, my bracket does. Dude, there's only like 700 brackets left. There's only like 700 perfect brackets. are almost lost. That like, would have sold everyone's bracket, I'd imagine. Like, what the heck? But, okay, hey, we got some. I mean, Chet Holmgren went off, had like seven blocks, five assists, and like a double double, like 19 and 17 or something. Like, this man's different, but he's also like Christoph Porzingis twig size. So, we got a lot to talk about, though. Um, so we'll be back for you next episode. Appreciate you guys for listening. I'm eat some food because I'm starving, as I've already been in this entire episode. And we heading out. Peace.